Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 293 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about plantar fibromatosis, and we'll be talking about the conservative treatment of that. We'll discuss what a plantar fibroma is. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms of plantar fibromatosis. We'll go through the risk factors, differential diagnoses, how to treat this diagnosis conservatively, and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. You've all seen the name Chattanooga in rehab clinics. Chattanooga has been a staple for all your traditional clinical equipment needs, and they are now carrying modalities including high-powered laser, focus shockwave, and radial pressure wave devices. These modalities have the ability to transform your practice from both a clinical and revenue standpoint. Trust me, I have patients traveling over an hour to come have radial pressure wave treatment in our clinic. Click the link in the show notes to request a quote, schedule an in-person demo, or get more information on their new modalities. You can also visit their website at www.lightforcemedical.com. Welcome back, everyone. So plantar fibromatosis, lots of us have treated, you know, plantar fascia issues, but every once in a while you're going to come across someone with a plantar fibroma or two or three, um, and uh, many people have them, but not all of them are symptomatic. So what is a plantar fibromatosis or plantar fibroma? Well, this is otherwise known as Lederman's disease, uh, and, uh, you know, why do people get them? Well, it's basically a fibrous tissue disorder that produces nodules in the plantar fascia. So kind of uh, in the same lines of, you know, like a, an adhesive capsulitis uh, and issues that cause a lot of excess collagen formation uh, in certain tissues. It's rare, um, but can be extremely painful and disabling. Um, we see this more in middle-aged men than we do in women, and about 25% of the people who get this will have it bilaterally. Now, keep in mind that you can see it in conjunction with the adhesive capsulitis, Dupuytren's contractures, you can see it in diabetics, and there appears to be a real heavy hereditary component to this disease. And we're starting to see this more with, uh, you know, when we look into adhesive capsulitis and Dupuytren's contracture, we talk about the hereditary um, component, and it just follows in the same line and some people can have the fibromatosis alone or in conjunction with all of the other diagnoses I just mentioned. So sometimes it's, it's good to check out the patient and, uh, you know, ask yourself, do they have uh, some of these other issues that uh, are contributing to this? Um, I'll always remember one of our therapists one time asked me to take a look at a patient, and um, it was somebody who had had a rotator cuff repair, and uh, and the therapist said, my gosh, this, this guy is just so tight. Um, I'm having a hard time, you know, gaining motion. And um, so I, I took a look at his shoulder, and he had, you know, some early signs of adhesive capsulitis, but also took a look at, you know, the, his palms of his hands and the, and the plantar aspect of his feet, and he had nodules and he had you know painful fibromatosis and dupuytren's contractures also and so these all kind of contribute to this stiffening and tightening of these soft tissues now a few things you want to check out when you're looking at these folks uh, with plantar fibromatosis is look at the calf flexibility all right now the reason i say that is because if you have these nodules on the the medial and uh, you know middle part of the plantar fascia every time you take a step um, you know, that stresses that, that fascia. Uh, and whenever I've done orthotics with people, 
I've always had them do a gastroxoleus flexibility program before they actually get their orthotics. So what I'll do is I'll take impressions of their feet um, and then say, okay, I'm going to have you start with some stretching first before you get the orthotics. And usually they come back and say, you know, I'm already feeling like 15 to 20% better. Uh, and some people even more dramatically than that. So it's important you look at that calf flexibility because uh, that can make a huge difference. Take a look at their callus formation, okay? See if they've got calluses in unusual areas. You typically want to see the calluses under the heel, maybe under the first and the fifth metatarsal heads distally. Uh, but if you have one in the middle of the plantar fascia, um, you know, that fibroma's been hitting uh, the bottom of the shoe or the floor and uh, been callusing, and uh, that can become, you know, really painful. Like I've talked about in the past with calluses, it's no different than taping a nickel to a part of your foot and walking on that. You know, it's just extra dead tissue there that uh, really is not helpful and can cause quite a bit of compression and pain. Um, so while you see these folks with uh, plantar fibromatosis, you also want to rule out plantar fasciitis, tarsal tunnel syndrome, stress fractures in the metatarsals, um, warts. You know, I've seen people come in with diagnoses of metatarsalgia and plantar fibromatosis, and they really they have a wart there that has been just plaguing them forever. And they just, you know, either they're not flexible enough to look under their foot or not able to recognize what it is. So make sure you rule that out also. So how do we treat people with plantar fibromatosis? Well, number one, I have them all stretch on a slant board. Uh, and I say slant board, that is extremely important. You don't want them hanging off of a step. Hanging off of a step is just too much stress and strain for most people. Now, if you're athletic, you can do it and not cause yourself any injury. Um, but, you know, oftentimes, you know, these people will, will hang off the step and just cause some direct trauma to the uh, distal part of the plantar fascia and the metatarsals. I've treated people who have uh, strained their Achilles tendons doing this. And some have actually slipped off and fallen off of the, the step. So I always use a slant board. Um, five, I do five times, 30 seconds, three to four times a day. Um, and I try to break that up throughout the day and with uh, really good success with that. Then I get into a custom orthotic. So I want to support that arch because every time you take a step and you're in the mid-stance phase of gait, that arch is going to want to splay. So basically the toes want to get away from the heel and uh, that plantar fascia really is going to take some strain there. Um, so we want to decrease that strain. We want to offload the fibroma though because you need to remember if you are in a, an orthotic, you're getting full contact to the arch now. So if you've got a fibroma there, you're going to get even more contact to the arch. So what I do is a little offload. When I take the impression of their feet in the foam block, I take the foot out of the foam block, I take some lipstick, put it on the fibroma, put the foot back into the block, and that way they know when they make the orthotic to leave a basically um, a dropout in the orthotic with a softened material so that when they're bearing weight on that arch, um, it's not striking that fibroma so hard. So you're supporting the arch, but offloading the fibroma at the same time, which I think is super important. Um, another treatment that keeps popping up more and more all the time for chronic tendinopathies and um, you know uh, collagen disorders would be RPW radial pressure wave therapy um, so you know if you have the opportunity and you have a, an RPW machine make sure that you uh, give that a try with a plantar fibroma help break that tissue up and bring some blood flow to the area and um, I think you'll find uh, that you can have some really good success with that um, if the patient does not get better 
You then want to jump into a diagnostic ultrasound or MRI, which could be helpful, you know, with further diagnosis. You never know if you have some sort of uh, maybe another tumor in there or there's something else going on, maybe a small tear in the fascia and uh, that has caused some swelling uh, in the area. But uh, if you're not getting better in a reasonable amount of time, and in my opinion, it would be four to six weeks, uh, I would then uh, dig into, uh, you know, other diagnostic imaging. Uh, some folks have received injections for this, radiation therapy. Uh, some have uh, undergone surgery. You know, that's your last, uh, last ditch effort. The only problem is that uh, oftentimes these come back uh, if they have not been completely resected. So, uh, you know, we really want to keep that surgical option as a last resort. So try orthotics, try flexibility, RPW, some soft tissue mobilization. Um, you know, keep your eyes open for plantar you know, fibromatosis. So the next time you evaluate a patient, with foot pain, you can recognize it and um, and then directly you know hit it with treatment a little bit better. So, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Be sure to check us out at orthoevalpal.com and feel free to send me your questions for the show. I'd be more than happy to put them on and answer them for you. Uh, have a great day. Be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.